0: Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the bath. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Yes, that's a thing. Today, within the Librocube, is TV. Tuesday. That is the letter T, followed by the letter V, followed by the word Tuesday to indicate that it is Tuesday, within the lubricant, and I will speak of TV. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, feel me. Mm-hmm. I will say, as I do almost every show, that there will be spoilers. This is your one. And probably only spoiler warning. So, you have been warned, take heed, take all the heed I have, leave me no heed. I don't even care. Take it all. Go right freaking ahead. Another thing I like to say, or rather say in an effort to grow this audience more than it already has, is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you subscribe, rate, and comment on the old iTunes because that would be kind and is what helps podcasts grow and flourish like a beautiful flower. Hmm. Another sort of, uh, I guess we will say behind-the-scenes podcast thing It's just to say that as you know, you are no doubt aware, because you, the constant listener, will know from time to time, I mess with the time stream, the wibbly-wobbly bits, because my car is TARDIS Blue, and therefore, despite the fact that it is TV Tuesday within the Libro Cube, without the Libro Cube, it is Friday. Yeah, Friday of, for me, a long weekend, because this weekend is my third year anniversary long weekend extravaganza. Uh, every year, the missus and I make our long week... make our anniversary sort of into a long weekend and just chillax and romanticize a bit. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, so that is why, actually, the last couple of weeks, I have been posting TV Tuesdays before Movie Mondays in a craziness of time streams. Just that's just sort of an FYI, you know, uh for your information, some people call it. Another FYI and this is uh, for me very very cool. Yesterday, I as I do for some episodes but mostly for internet days, when I talk about someone's podcast or web series or what have you, I will quite often when I post that podcast, uh tweet at them just something along the lines of Hey, uh, I talked about your podcast on mine, and I said nice things about you. (laughs) Basically, just, hey, why not? A sort of FYI, huh? There you go, if you will. Uh, Yesterday, I did so to Mr. Kevin Pollock, who not only responded, but retweeted my message, along with the link to the podcast that I spoke of him on. So that sort of blew my mind, made my day, and perhaps year... Just about every time I speak of Kevin Pollock, I've mentioned that the very very first podcast I've ever listened to was his episode number one with LeVar Burton. So the fact that so the fact that he is sort of how I found podcasts, and now I not only have my own, but he has sent out to his 320,000 followers a link to one of my podcasts is just sort of mind-blowing to me. And, uh, really, really blew me away. Very, very much appreciated. <laughs> uh, what he said when he retweeted. Cause, cause, uh, when he does retweet, as most people do, he will add a little something. Uh, what he said was, quiet you. Quiet you. And I can picture the voice that he would use when he's, when he, when he says that out loud. It would be something along the lines of, quiet you. Along those lines. Okay, uh, last piece of podcast-related witness, which uh, today I've had a lot. Normally it's not this much, but things are brewing, I guess, uh, is today's sponsor. Because a qu- quality podcast such as this is obviously going to have a sponsor. I don't even know why I am saying thats that it is obvious that there's a sponsor, because the obviousness is so obvious that it shouldn't even be uh, looked upon. Mm -hmm. Today's sponsor is a uh, a little charity I've uh, become involved with recently. It is the uh, MCGHA. Once again, today's sponsor is the charity MCGHA, which of course is the uh, Mustachioed Canadian Game Show Host Anonymous. Mustachioed Canadian Game Show Host Anonymous. Okay, so that will now take us into the television. Sort of uh, like in that movie with um, that guy who went into the TV because his son was a brat. What? Is that a thing? Am I remembering that? Is that a dream I had? I don't know what that is. Item the first is Conan O'Brien. Specifically, his talk show on TBS. Uh, just on that note, item number two will be Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, I have not brought, I have not brought back these two dudes in a little bit, so uh, I figured since I am at home trying to polish off my uh mash television shows, uh, I would bring these back because I'm not watching other interesting shows. Does that make sense? It may or may not anyways uh item. First thing Conan has done is a sort of a a new thing in which he will take clips from the television show Jeopardy where uh, the editors who do a very, very goddamn seamless job, I will say, will sort of pick and choose parts of different questions that Alex Trebek has asked and then sort of uh, re-edit them into uh, sort of nonsensical, nonsensing questions that make zero sense. The sense is very small on these, (laughs) and then, um, the answer will have absolutely nothing to do with the crazy questions that he has asked, and they are me explaining them, obviously, not doing them justice. They are goddamn hilarious. I highly recommend you go over and check them out. (laughs) He sort of prefaces it with, I think Alex Trebek has lost his mind. So pretending they are real, lovely. The comedy doesn't sue, let me tell you. Next, he had on Mr. Craig Robinson there to promote the movie, uh, This Is the End. This movie, Jesus Christ, I don't, I cannot remember a movie being as um, plugged as heavily as this one. Everywhere I look, it's uh, one of these guys from the movie, either on a talk show or a podcast. Seth, I uh, was say Seth Green, Seth Rogen, and, um, Evan Goldberg, ooh, did I remember his name, are just sort of, on basically every podcast I listen to, they're making a, making an appearance. It's just crazy the amount that they are plugging this, and from all sources I have heard so far, this is supposed to be a very, very, perhaps even three very, funny movie. Can't wait to see it. Alright folks, I am going to have a very short intermission here that I will edit, edit, edit out. Uh, Because I have won the lottery again, yeah. I think, I don't think it was last episode, but sometime this week I think I mentioned took in a lottery ticket that I won $35 in, took that ticket, bought another ticket, took some money as well, sort of on my investment, and uh, won $20 on the ticket that I took back. What? So I'm on a roll, basically, is what I'm saying. So, uh, I will be back uh, momentarily. Editing Editing, editing. On the road again. road again. Now, where did I leave off? Ah, yes. Craig Robinson spoke of how, apparently, in the movie Snoop Lion, <laughs> Snoop Lion made a uh, made an appearance. Snoop Lion, if you are unaware, is um. Snoop Dogg's new persona, let's say. The way I have heard it described is that when he does um, rap, hip-hop type music, man, I sound white saying that, <laughs> uh, he's, he's Snoop Dogg. However, he's moved into a bit more of the, uh, the reggae, so he's doing some reggae. And when he is doing reggae, he's the Snoop Lion. Makes total logical sense to me. He and Craig Robinson did a song together, uh, created by Mr. Craig Robinson, so that's pretty impressive, called Take Your Panties Off. <laughs> Take Your Panties Off. Uh, I like that. It amuses me. Uh, next hat on, oh, and when I say next hat on, I should say that I watch these in probably no particular order other than... The order that i click them on in order to watch them because these my friends are all available on the conan o'brien youtube channel same goes for the jimmy kimmel ones i will get to um later i am not up late enough to watch either of these shows so it is kind of them to post them online thank you for that uh next on was ellen page ellen page who uh what did she have i don't remember she did juggle Huh? So that's something. Uh, and she did pretty good. She uh, she had some juggling skills. Apparently she sort of grew up on set. Seems to be one of those uh, kids who has been in the biz. Um, so she pointed out because of this fact and the fact that she kind of just stood around and was constantly bored and friendless and sad. Oh. <laughs> she uh, She spent her time learning how to juggle. There you go. Uh, next, they had on something they do from time to time called fan corrections. Fans will send in mistakes they have seen Conan make and um, correct him on it. Now, that being said, he has never been wrong once. Every single correction sent in to him has been um, debunked, I guess is a way you could look at it. For example, oh, yeah, uh, in this one. They had uh, played a sort of clip in which a shark jumped towards the screen and then growled as it was uh, as it was jumping. I forget why. Don't ask why. Don't question jumping sharks into screen growling. However, the uh, the guy pointed out that sharks do not actually growl. They don't even have the ability to make sounds. Yeah. So that was wrong. It was, if you will, an error that needed to be corrected. However, uh, coin it. Conan then pointed out that if you slowed the video down, uh, and the shark came pretty quick, so it would have been easy to miss unless you had the ability to slow-mo it up a bit, you would see that um, within the shark was a bear driving the shark. Ha-ha! Got you there, man. And it was, in fact, the bear growling. Yes, bear driving a shark from within its mouth. That's what we're dealing with. Uh, next, he had on George Martin, creator of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is as good as opportunity as any for me to bring this up, which maybe I have before. Uh, read the books years and years ago. Uh, maybe not all the books, maybe just the first three, and was not crazy, crazy blown away with them. I remember vaguely enjoying them, but thinking that there was too many characters. And when a book series has too many characters, it's, uh, for me, usually is not great (laughs) when that is the case. So, uh, I have not watched a TV show. And coming from a nerd and a TV lover and someone who has a goddamn podcast and talks about TV and says not watching probably the most popular TV show on TV today is surprising, is it not? I think it is. When I tell people that I don't watch Game of Thrones. They're sort of blown away. Now, I will watch it. When it is off the air and on DVD, I will watch it. Uh, It seems to me to be the type of show that you need to in order to be 100% sort of immersed into it. You need to binge watch it. You need to watch episode after episode and really get through it quick, fast. Because I love doing that in general And I have a feeling with Game of Thrones, Thrones, with an F, sure. uh, I would love it even more. So that is my plan. Uh, George, uh, or Martin, had some uh, some funny shit to say. They showed him videos of uh, people reacting to his sort of most recent episode. Very famously exciting episode called Red Wedding, I guess, in which a shit ton of his characters died. Now, I don't know if I'd consider that a spoiler if you don't know what characters die, just that a bunch do, including even main characters. He pointed out that the reason he kills main characters often is that he doesn't want the audience to feel that anyone is ever safe. He wants them to constantly fear. So uh, I guess that's smart. Next on was Nick Offerman, who you may know from Parks and Recreation plays Ron Swanson. Uh, they are off for the summer, I guess. Sure. He has grown a beard. Jesus Christ. Between Ron Swanson's mustache and his now beard, he is one of the uh, manliest looking men I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, he, did, he said he used to be a bouncer, but he is not very large. So what he would do instead is sort of, uh, as I think he described it, give his steely gaze And he has one of the scariest steely gazes I've ever seen. I would back down. That's for goddamn sure I would back down. Uh, (laughs) The funny thing is, he he do the steely gaze and looks like a friggin' killer of killers. uh, And then lets out a little giggle. (laughs) He has Nick Offerman, a combination of one of the manliest, scariest looking dudes you'll ever see. And then, for his laugh, it's like a childish giggle. Which I think is uh, one of the reasons he is so well-liked. The combination of those two things. He sent a little, uh, I guess you could call it, dating woman advice out into the ether. And that is, make cards. Hmm. So when you have an anniversary coming up, or a birthday of your loved one, uh, make the card. I like that advice, because that is what I have done and always done for the misses. That's what I have done. Uh, for our anniversary coming up this weekend, and I think this card that I made is so goddamn spot-on romantic, more romantic that uh, it will it will pull the tear out. That's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, lastly, he had on Danny McBride again plugging. This is the end. See, this movie is getting plugged the shit out of. Plugged like. Uh, like so many dikes by oh, <laughs> and by dykes I mean you know that are holding back water. Those 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 kind of dikes, not the not the other kind. Although I suppose they get plugged from time to time as well. Yeah. Uh, he told a story about uh, being in New Orleans because apparently that's where the movie was filmed, and going uh, bar hopping and drinking a shit ton of absinthe. Uh, I have great sort of curiosity of absinthe. I've never uh, never had it before. Uh, I don't know if it's available here in Canada. I'm not 100% sure if you can get it or not. And I know it maybe was illegal at some point. Anyways, something I'd like to try. I'll tell you what you do. If you have tried it and uh, have an interesting experience involving absinthe and can maybe let me know what it's like to be drunk on it, you can email me to the address provided in the closing credits or tweet at me jordan underscore maywood i would love to hear from you folks i am at work uh so i will be back in eight hours with jimmy kimmel and why not just tease as well i have dexter season five the first two episodes yeah i do Mm love me, dearies i'm a fool to do your dirty working working back We are back! We are back! We are back. back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again! I have completed eight hours of working. Probably more than eight hours, just because a little shorthand in the last couple of days, and I have done the work of perhaps not two men, but one and a half men? Mm, yeah, okay, that's safe to say. I've done the work of one and a half men. I'm not sure what a half man is. Not a eunuch, because that still can do a fair amount of work. Mm, let's go a man with all of his limbs, and then one man who has uh, missing one leg, and a hand. He still has the arm, but uh, not a hand. Yeah, that's how much work I've done over the past two days. Uh, as much as those two could do. I really kind of went down the rabbit hole on this metaphor. And wish I hadn't done it. Uh, if only I could edit it out. Well, that's too bad. Let's jump right back in, why don't I? to TV Tuesday. That will clear that ridiculousness right there. We clear it out of your brain. Forget it even happened. What happened, you might say. Mm, wow. Uh, as I mentioned this morning, Next on the list is, of course, Jimmy Kimmel Live. Is Jimmy Kimmel Live? Wait, does he film this live? I th- Why do I think I've asked this question before? Like, he records it live. That's a, that's a rabbit hole I'm not going to go down. Enough rabbit holes. Why am I talking about rabbit holes when I should be talking about how Dave Franco was a guest on Jimmy Kimmel Live? Dave Franco, brother of James Franco. You may recognize him. I do. Uh, He was just in a movie I actually brought back on a movie Monday called Alter Egos. Was he not? (laughs) I think he was. Uh, Anyways, uh, I like him, I've seen him in a few things, and uh, he always seems to do a a good job, so no complaints there or here. From what I'm gathering, just from what uh, people have said about James Franco and this interview, the Franco clan um, are odd. They are odd ducks. Not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, not necessarily a good thing. Just odd. Uh, something that sort of came up here is that they're very close, so I guess that's good. But I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and they took, as a family together, swing dancing classes. As a family. Together. Ah, uh, I I don't know. Are you going to mark that in the good column with the bad column? Or the... Let's just create our own column of oddness. They reenact... I don't know if this is a regular thing and has been done more than once in the family, but at least once they reenacted a play. A play... Despite the fact that at the time um, Dave and James Franco were young, the play had very, very adult themes. And there were... Um, scenes between children and parents that probably, <laughs> at the very least, we will call them awkward. So, yeah, there's that. Okay, let's move on to, we'll leave that behind and just kind of think what you will. Seems to be a happy-go-lucky guy and, uh, hey, isn't that all that really matters? No, other things matter, but still, that's, that's important next he had on next he had on amy adams Hmm. amy adams you may know or you may not know is lois lane in the newest uh, i guess reboot reincarnation re-whatever of superman so how about them apples oh, i think she'd be good in that role i'm trying to think what movies i know her from i can't off the top of my head she did point out that she uh, actually did an episode of smallville Uh, which I was unaware of. I actually mentioned this to my stepdad, who is, well, out of everyone I know, he is the biggest Superman fan. And I am probably, out of everyone, know the largest Batman fan, and yet we still get along. (laughs) How about that? Uh, He didn't know that uh, Amy Adams, or didn't recall, anyways, that Amy Adams was in Smallville, and he has it all on DVD, and a big fan of that. So I guess we'll take her word for it. I guess so. So this is not her first time existing within the Superman universe. I like that thought. Uh, She even actually went on to say that when she was a kid, her first crush was on uh, Christopher, is it Reeve or Reeves? Christopher Reeve. Reeves. Christopher, you know who I mean. Uh, Superman. So, I like that fact as well. Kind of, uh, she is deeply entrenched within Superman lore. Huh. Off-roading. Did a little off- oh, shit. a pothole. Did a little off-roading there to get around a car. Yes. Uh, very curious to see this new movie. And I don't know if I kind of heard this rumor or I'm making this up out of my noggin. But, um, I believe I heard that the reason they are redoing Superman is with the sort of intent or the possibility that they are working towards a Justice League movie. That thought right there just sort of blows my mind away because as much as I love the Avengers, uh, I think the members of the Justice League are much, much um, better. <laughs> so, man, if Josh if Joss Whedon could get his hand on the Justice League series and do something with that, that would just friggin be a nerdgasm all over the place. Uh, Next, he talked about, and seems everywhere I turn I am hearing about this, uh, Toronto Mayor Rob Ford. I live about half, well, I guess between an hour and 20 minutes, depending on traffic, uh, north of Toronto. So, I hear about Mayor of Toronto, Rob Ford. However... Uh, I also have been hearing about him on things like Jimmy Kimmel, on things like Adam Carolla, just all over the news lately because of his apparent craziness and the possibility that the mayor of Toronto smokes crack. Despite the fact that that is a bad thing to have your mayor do, just about every time I hear him mentioned, it's not so much in a negative... um, It's not so much negatively, I guess you could say. It's all with some sort of jokes and like a shrug of the shoulders. Oh, it's the mayor of Toronto. What are you going to do? For example, in this little uh, get, sure, why not call it a get? I don't know. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel points out how Mayor Ford's sort of descent into madness has been good for Toronto tourism. They even filmed, for our viewing pleasure, a bit of a... uh, Sort of for the Tourism Board of Toronto, uh, a video with Mayor Rob Ford, who I will say was played by Jerry from Parks and Recreation, which is funny because they do kind of look alike. Played by Jerry from Parks and Rec, sort of pretending to be Mayor Rob Ford and inviting people to come see Toronto. As the video progressed, he sort of got crazier and crazier and more um, crack-induced, let's say. And it was funny. So I wrote it down, and I brought it back, because that, my friends, is just what I do. Next, he had on this little kid um, by the name of Titus. I like that name for a kid. He's been on before. Uh, how old is he, like three, four, five years old, somewhere in that range? And he is like a friggin' free, sorry, free throw champion. Not on a regulation basketball court, but he's got like a little net. Still, you should see this kid throw. For example, this time he went up against Shaq, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal. Perhaps I should have said that the other way. Yeah, yeah, let's do it the other way. Went up against Shaquille O'Neal, a.k.a. Shaq. Yeah, that's that's much better. (laughs) Oh, man, I feel bad for Shaquille O'Neal on this one because Titus sank, I think it was like eight. I think I think he might have done better last time he did it. it was a little gun-shy. Takes him a, a couple throws to warm up. However, Shaquille O'Neal, professional, I guess former. Does, does he still play? No, I don't think he does. Shows how much I know about sports there, yes. guess. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, former basketball player, scored, guess how many? How many baskets he scored? Guess. I'm waiting for you to guess something. He scored zero. He did not get one in. Oh, that was embarrassing. Embarrassing to watch it. feel bad for the guy. He gave the kid one of his shoes as a prize. The shoe was, I, I'm going to say for comedic effect, it was larger than the kid. It wasn't quite, but it was close. Next he had on Will Smith. Ooh, that's a big pull. Big star, Mr. William Smith. I uh, was there plugging his movie After Earth that he did with his son. Uh, <laughs> well, he pointed out that this is the first time in I forget how many years he said, but it was many years where he had a movie come out during the summer that was not number one. So it's kind of a uh, kind of funny. It's kind of funny that he is or or is it? I don't know. Funny that he is aware that this movie is perhaps not doing as good as the studios had hoped it would uh the critics are not being overly kind to it i have heard people say it is a waste of space and film i'll see it um one day sure it's fine come on not everything he puts out can be a number one blockbuster of the summer come on people cut him cut cut him some slack this guy freaking will smith uh, black don't crack as they say he looks the same as he did when he was a fresh prince it's eerie. Uh, Lastly, he had on Jonah Hill, of course. People plugging the shit out of this movie, um, The Last of Us, as I spoke of, in the morning times. Jonah Hill, super, super funny dude um, with a collection of other super funny dudes in this movie, and uh, man, I can't wait to see that. My hopes, I hate to say it, are very, very high for this movie, which is usually not a good sign, So, I'm going to try to keep them lower, but perhaps what will help is if I do some grocery shopping. That makes no sense, which is not unusual for this podcast. However, I have to stop and do grocery shopping, and I will come back and polish this baby off with a little Dexter Lovelies. Back in a moment. for groceries hello again again two hello agains oh no sorry wait let let me get this straight you're going to give me a hello in the morning. You're going to give me a hello again after work. You're going to give me a hello again again after shopping. Wow. My friends, we are living in a land of plenty. Plenty of hellos, that is. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Ah. Uh, hmm. Indeed. Just passed a senior's crossing sign. Now, it was your typical stick figure to indicate humans crossing with the word seniors written underneath huh never seen that before anyways let's jump right back into the final tv tuesday item which is of course i teased it this morning dexter season five episode uh and duh for my french fellows i have a feeling that perhaps this will go like uh, last season of Dexter, as far as the podcast is concerned, in that I will bring the first couple episodes and then totally don't bring anything until the last couple episodes. So sort of ignore the middle, yeah. But you never know. Maybe crazy shit will go down and I'll be like, I have to talk about this. The possibility exists that will happen. It has not yet so far. The first episode is called, my bad, uh, it's basically about how Dexter is sort of consumed by the guilt Uh, over the death of his lovely wife, Rita. It is not, perhaps, 100% his fault. However, some of the blame does have to rest on his shoulders because Mr. John Lithgow, the Trinity Killer, found out who Dexter was, and if Dexter wasn't trying to kill him, he would not have gone after his wife. Huh? Makes sense? Yes. So that combined with guilt sort of thrown his way from uh, stepdaughter. Yeah, stepped on cuz she feels despite not even knowing about how the Trinity Killer killed killed because of who Dexter is, she just feels that Dexter should have been there to stop him regardless of anything. So she is pretty pissed off. Which uh why don't I just kind of jumble these two episodes together a little bit? Pissed off to the point where in the next episode, she wants nothing to do with him. Every look at his face is anger brewing within her bosom. <laughs> So she says, I don't want any part, and leaves. Yeah. Leaves to go live with the Graham folk, uh, Rita's parents. Takes Dexter's stepson with him at this point. This is in episode two, but I'm jumbling them. Jumbling. I'm allowed to jumble. Uh, he doesn't really want to go, but Dexter sort of. He doesn't want him to go either, actually. Dexter would rather they both stayed they sort of ground him in reality, I think is a way to look at it, but uh, talks the the young boy into not separating from his sister, because he knows, because of his interactions with his own sister, that they really should stick together, and that is how they get through tough times. Oh, that's, that's kind of sweet. Uh, then, there's the fact that Rita and Dexter had their own baby, so... It's kind of strange. There wasn't much spoken of him during this whole sort of kids moving away with grandparents section. So I'm assuming that he's staying with Dexter. Yeah, I guess so. We'll have to find out next week. Same Dexter time. Same Dexter baby channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of has some potential there as far as Dexter the serial killer maybe going out and serial killing with a baby in tow. <laughs> Uh, it's funny to picture. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not, but... So episode one, you yeah, Dexter kind of walking around in a daze, not really paying much attention to anything, even has the thought and almost follows through with um, the idea of just running away and starting afresh. The FBI, as I predicted, wants to speak with him because, well, my prediction was that people, maybe FBI, maybe his friends, would think he had something to do with this death. You're kind of led to believe that for a little bit of this episode uh, and into the next one. However, it turns out he's got like an airtight alibi. He was actually at the Trinity Killers, Mr. John Lithgow's house during this time as she was being murdered. So uh, there during when sort of the SWAT team busted in and said, where is he? Where is he? That kind of uh, idea. Yeah, he was there. So uh, I guess probably just on that note, The Trinity Killer, John Lithgow, as I like to call him, because that is the actor who played him. Uh, His family had quite a few interactions with Dexter. Uh, The Trinity Killer has since disappeared. Everyone believes him fled. Dexter, of course, killed him. (laughs) No one knows this, so they're still searching for him. The only sort of lead they have is uh, a man by the name of Kyle Butler. Kyle Butler... Was who Dexter was pretending to be in order to sort of interact with John Lithgow, the Trinity Killer. Aha! So he's potentially in a bit of trouble. And I say that because uh, what the FBI did was talk to the Trinity Killer's wife and daughter and son and had them each do a. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, where you. Fuck. <laughs> uh, where you describe someone and then. Oh, police sketch artist. Oh, yeah. Little uh, brain hiccup there. Uh, Police sketch artist, and then did three drawings, one for each of the family members. None of them sort of look alike, but, and this is where I think this is going, but Deborah's partner, who is sort of very suspicious of Dexter, has in his possession now a copy of each of these drawings what I think he's gonna do somehow some way is combine the three drawings into one drawing, which will then look like Dexter. Now, uh, I understand this guy's suspicion of Dexter at first. However, now that he's sort of been cleared by the FBI and has an alibi, I don't know why he's still kind of chasing this. Just uh, just a cop's gut instinct, I guess maybe. Uh, okay, so let's move on to this guy. What's his name anyway? Deborah's partner. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I'm so bad at names, man. Jesus, it's the dreaded name curse. Deborah's partner, Smiley. I'm gonna call him Smiley. He always seems to be smiling. Deborah's partner, Smiley, and Deborah herself had a little bit of a sexual fling. Oh, la dee ta. Yeah, they did it. Uh, Deborah was very distraught over the death of her, I guess it would be, sister-in-law, and a lot of the burden was sort of foisted on her shoulders, just because Debster, 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 Dex, Dexter, what the fuck? Dexter was in that sort of daze. Uh, she had to take up some of the slack, and she was really feeling it, and uh, in a moment, that she regretted had sex with this guy. This friggin' bastard actually took advantage of her, basically, in her moment of needful, not knowing what she's doing This Bastard. Anyways, so shit's gonna come down from that. Something will develop. I don't know. I don't really... Yeah, whatever. It seems a little tacked on. In the other tacked on relationship status is uh, Batista and La Guerta. La Guerta is... The uh, I don't know if I've even mentioned her. All the times I've brought Dexter back uh, is like the, uh, not the police chief, whatever. The She's uh, in charge of the homicide division in which Dexter and Deborah and all the characters work, okay? Including Batista, who they had a bit of a fling themselves and in order to get, uh, I guess, away with it, because that's a no-no, having sex with your boss, they got married. Yeah, take that guy who was going to get them in trouble for having sex on the job. Yeah, you bastard. So they're married now, and Batista just found out that LaGuerta, oh God, um, has a shit ton of money sort of piled aside. They got in an argument about how he basically gets his paycheck, and it's immediately gone and spent, and she saves for her retirement. So that's where that is. Kind of feels a little tacked on. I guess you need to know what the other people are doing. But do you? Do you? It's not like other shows, like, what's a good example? Uh, I think The Wire, where everyone's individual story was sort of um, important to the whole. I kind of feel that a lot of the side stories on the television show Jack Dexter um, do not really need to exist. That is perhaps harsh, and because I don't like being harsh, I will say I really like Batista and his crazy accent. (laughs) <laughs> the Mrs. and I have an ongoing joke where he will say to anyone in particular, It's me, Batista. Have you seen Anton Bwigs? Uh, to spin a wobbly. We, we gotta find the Anton Bwigs. Along those lines, hilarity ensues just on that note, perhaps, to end this podcast. I will say, despite the fact that the Mrs. does not fucking listen, to these podcasts, despite me saying, Goddamn, listen to it. What are you doing? I will say, happy anniversary this weekend. Yeah. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. And I love you, even. Aw. Folks, my cockles are all warm. It is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lacadaisical LibraCubical Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory.